Social Distancing the Podcast, day 32. I'm Vinny. I'm Grayson. How has it been 32 days already? It flies by when you're having fun. We have a special guest with us today, Vincent. It is, oh, yeah? it is Tedward. Or oh my Ted, God. As he prefers. <laughs> my, me, me padre. Hey, everybody. Thanks for inviting calling, me on. Calling in live from Austria. Where it is six hours in the future. Ooh. Right, time travel. And it's midnight there. Crazy. 6 p.m. here, midnight there. Uh, so, how was everyone's 32nd day of quarantine? I went to CVS and Walgreens. I went to CVS today as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I got me some half-price Easter candy. Wow, what a steal. It is a steal. Literally. Well, metaphorically a steal. <laughs> I didn't literally steal it. So when you when you went to CVS, uh, how was your checkout experience? Because I have uh, had three different experiences as a CVS. I've had the same experience twice or three times now. Uh, the plexiglass up? Plexiglass up, uh, tape on the floor, yep. and a uh, lot of face masks and gloves. But when you when you handed them the items, did you hand them around the plexiglass? Did you hand no, them I put the I put them I put them in on my side of the plexiglass, and then they awkwardly reach around it a bunch of times. It's really funny. Every time I've gone there, uh, it's been a different experience each time. The first time I went up there, I took the items out of the basket and slid them all at once around the plexiglass, and they and they bagged mm-hmm. it over there. The nice. second time I went, they took the whole basket from me onto their end, which I really appreciated. That makes more sense. Today, I had to give them to her one by one to scan individually while she then handed them back to me to be, so that I could bag them. See, that seems like there's more cross-contamination there. Yes. It was very confusing. I don't know what to do. I am now boycotting CVS to favor Walgreens. <laughs> that was my day. Vote with your money. Yeah, I am hearing that. And actually, we've experienced that a bit in Austria as well, but maybe a little bit less, uh, or maybe I just don't go to as many places, uh, that there's much more of a variety of interpretations of how to approach the social distancing and the uh, um, the guidelines for avoiding contamination. So so I've been to the small town that you live in in Austria. And yes, you have. There's, there's a lot of small stores, as you would expect. Oh, no, 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 there, no, no, there's one small store. Sorry, yeah, there's there's one small grocery <laughs> store, basically, right? Or am I thinking of the next town over? You're, uh, well, the roaring metropolis of Bad Airlock, population 3,000? No, yeah, no, 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 the one, the one with the grocery store, with the uh, bread. It was like an old, no, 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 it was an old bread store. No, that, that, that's us here in Bromberg. The okay, that is in Bromberg. Store, okay. That's one, that's, that's all the one. <laughs> that's the that's one store. store, okay. We don't even have a stoplight, we have, a, we have one stop sign. Oh God, that's crazy! So that one little store—is it—is it business as usual? There's no modifications at all. No, 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 no. That's that's what I'm saying. We've had consistent application of—I've uh, forgotten all my English, but uh, basically of the, uh, the the guidelines and and what they must Social do. Social distancing. So for for starters, uh, they they've always been an essential business who have been uh, required or author allowed to remain open. Because you need groceries. <clears throat> yeah. Um, from day one of implementing the uh, the guidelines, which I think we've been doing it longer than you have. I think it's probably more like oh yeah, for a sure. month and a half now. Yeah. Um, 
not not crazy longer, but longer. Um, it was when Italy started, and we didn't we waited until like yeah, weeks after we, Italy. Well, we have a border with Italy, so we had to, we we shut down the border yeah. with Italy, and and then the neighboring uh, states in Austria to Italy, we shut down the border between the states as well. We said, well, look, if you live in that state, you can't come to our state because it was a real mess. So anyway, when we started doing that, um, the uh, there were not masks being worn, um, but everybody was supposed to stay um, at least three feet away from one another, you know, a meter. A meter away. Yeah, uh, and um, they they did put up a um, a shield at the register, so you um, when you checked down, they had tape on the floor for for the measurements. Since then. Um, they decided to, you know, there's, there's been a debate about mask or no mask. You know, the, yeah. the WHO was saying it really isn't a big deal, but we basically came down on the side of mask. So now, uh, at that point, then, uh, in order to go into the store, you had to wear a mask. And the, but, but, but it's not to avoid getting it, it's to avoid giving it. Right. So you don't need a medical mask. That, and that's one of the questions at a press conference was, well, who's paying for these masks? And, and how are you just, so the government's sending a lot out, but they also said you can wear a scarf around your face, which would be fun going into a bank, I'm sure. But uh, essentially, though, they, they basically said uh, everybody has to wear masks. You have to keep the distance, and that's pretty much it. Um, it does feel really weird walking into a post office wearing a, a face mask. Mm-hmm. So that that's essentially what we've been doing. Uh, that started maybe maybe three weeks ago, and. Uh, as of the day after Easter Monday, well, Easter Monday's a holiday here, so Tuesday this week, we've started the relaxation and the reopening of the country for business. And the first steps were to uh, allow um, home improvement stores of any size to be open. That's um, your Home Depot and your Lowe's and stuff. Right, right. And, and you, you have to wear a mask when you go. And, and now, uh, I was saying early on that you didn't have to wear a mask in the grocery stores, but as of like three weeks ago, you have to wear a mask in the grocery stores. Essentially, you have to wear a mask when you're inside in a store. Um, but they're reopening the, the home improvements with They reopened the home improvements because everybody wants to do their gardening. And they also are, uh, they've allowed the reopening of any store, small businesses. So anything 400 square meters or smaller, you guys can do the math. I think that's about 4,000 square feet. But, um, and, and you can't have more than one person per 20 square meters. So uh, the, oh the, the the largest store can only have 20 people in it at a time in, in that okay. class. Okay. Um, so, so you know, the um, small businesses, uh, well, what's one that I was looking at? Anyway, so small business and restaurants still can't open. But or for eat in the food service but they, thing is a but specific they, but they, thing. Yeah. yeah, they've been doing the same thing you guys have been doing with takeout and delivery, and uh, that's, that's been, thing. you know, that's been pretty amazing because this is I don't know if you recall this is not a takeout and delivery country. Right. We just don't do it in Austria. So who's bringing so, those deliveries around? So like teenagers the, or the wait the wait staff. <laughs> it's funny. I'm like, oh hey dude, I know you. Uh, yeah, so it's it's the wait staff essentially is is tasked. Anyone with... who was a waiter now, you use your car for work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good that and... they kept the waiters on because in our economy, we had separate people to do that job. 
Oh, the Raiders got sacked. Yeah, so fired here, and uh, and the the Uber Eats people just got more business. So there is some in right now. So here, is, I mean, they we're talking about essentially small businesses. I mean, you can do still go drive through at McDonald's. That's that's open, but uh, the uh, the small uh, there's a lot of family businesses here, a lot of family restaurants, and they're I, I don't know that they're doing great, but they are surviving. Um, it's a country of nine million people. I mean, you can't compare it to 330 million or whatever we have in the U.S. But it is um, a lot of small business, a lot of rural, a lot of uh, uh, agriculture. And so for the most part, a lot hasn't changed radically. Uh, there are, uh, and, the, and the country is, is relatively rich uh, in terms of, uh, you know, they take 50% of my paycheck, so the government's got cash. <laughs> and, and they're using it to, and, and that's, what they, that's what they said. They said, these are the times we say we, we've been frugal so that we have the money to deal with this kind of stuff. Yeah. Socialist policies. No, well, I, and I will say, uh, the, uh, I'm in, I'll be interested to see how things go after this is all over, you know, how much of it remains, persists in terms of cultural changes. Uh, handshaking is huge here. We talk about that a lot on this pod. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know how much is going to remain. I, I think we'll go back to shaking hands. In fact, I was driving down the street, saw a friend of mine I hadn't seen for you know a month, and he reached in to shake my hand. I'm like, uh, okay. I shook his hand, went home, washed my hands, of course. Right. But um, I remember the, the the little the little kid culture where all the little kids try and shake your hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so it's um it, that that's something that I don't know if it'll change. But the takeout thing, I'm kind of looking for the delivery and takeout. I'm kind of looking forward to that being a persistent change. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, a lot of this stuff. Like, uh, is work from home going to be widely more accepted, like worldwide and specifically in the U.S. now? It's interesting mm-hmm. to think about. I hope so. A lot of things that was like, uh, I heard a story about, you know, a guy who needs to sub- he needs to drive, you know, three hours, or it he needs to like once a week he needs to drive, um, like two hours down the road you know one way so like a four-hour trip each week to file a piece of paperwork at a different office and they're mm-hmm. like well there's no there's no way we can do this with uh not any other way you have to come here once a week two hours away you have to come here once a week and file this piece of paper and then once all the offices closed and everyone had to go work remote oh well gee would you look at that they found a way for him to do it remotely <laughs> yeah so Maybe this will just, it's, it's a lot of efficiency things that have been happening. It's like kind of really makes a lot of intuitive sense when you think about it, but just no one's tried it until now. And hopefully now that they like it better, it'll stay afterwards. I've been hearing a lot of the complications around getting that $2 trillion aid package to the people it really needs to get to in the U.S. Well, we know that I, like I got my $1,200 check. I know that the small business loan fund already ran out. Okay, so I was wondering, if, so if it ran out, that means people were able to get to it at least. And that's something I heard that they didn't know how to apply for things and things like that. Here, or at the minimum, the things, it's been allocated. Maybe if they haven't gotten it yet, at least it's been allocated to them. Okay. Well, one of the things that they do here is um, to avoid fire, having companies fire people who are shut down right now. They're doing what's called short work, Kurzarbeit. And um, so I have a friend, an American lives a couple towns over who's actually he's a an engineer a drafting engineer and he's on short work and he works basically two or three days a week alternating 
and he just stays at home the rest of it, but he gets full pay. And the company doesn't have to lay him off because they're not giving him the full pay. They're only giving him the half pay. I've heard and of the rest that in, of it's coming through the unemployment program. I've heard of that in Scandinavian and, and uh, East Asian companies are doing that where they'll pay people to stay home uh, and or they'll they'll pay companies to pay their employees like the government is funding the yeah. payroll. And yeah, it still looks like a paycheck coming in, but the com- the government is subsidizing it. Right. So the, the government gives a, gives a blank check to the payroll department as long as the company doesn't lay anyone off. They keep getting that. exactly, and that seems a lot more practical and appropriate. Really, it really does. Than, than just throwing twelve hundred bucks at it. And you it. and you can't make one of those stupid arguments that sometimes people, crazy people on the right, try to make, whether it's like an entitlement thing, like oh, we're giving people money away, they're not going to want to do work. It's not it's that that argument doesn't work here because they're just getting the money they would have been getting anyway, right? It's not going to incentivize anybody to stay home, right? And they're sh- they're doing short work. They're not not working. It's just that there's not that much work to do when you're you know um, what let's just say an electrician, and people are kind of holding off on their projects. Yeah, that's the that's the thing that's going to suck for uh, people like contractors and electricians, union workers. Those people are usually hourly and it's contract based. So if they're not building something or making something with their hands, you know, they don't get paid. Right. right. Now there's there's pent up demand that's going to be there and it's already a pain in the ass to get so anybody everyone's to come gonna be and do super work. Super busy. They're gonna be super busy, but they're only so many hours in a week. Right. So work. you're not unless you're making crazy overtime, it's not gonna matter. It's just gonna you're, be you're not gonna make up what you demand. lost. Right. Exactly. Right. You just and, you have a steady uh, channel, but so, Vinny, how, uh, if I may ask, what are your plans for your, uh, I was at Obama bucks, your uh, your Trump bucks? Oh, due to my uh, ludicrous salary, I'm not receiving any Trump bucks. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. See, I, sh- I, I totally shouldn't have received any because oh. I made ludicrous Wait, money in America. I did. I did. Ah, you got the 1200 No. Oh, we got, got the family one. Oh, oh wow. family deal. package deal. I'll be blunt. I'll be blunt. I looked at my account. I had twenty nine hundred bucks. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. I and, my and trust hoping. me. And trust me. With the money I made, and and I haven't filed for twenty nineteen yet. And and as of oh, twenty nineteen, I worked all year in Austria, so essentially all my income's exempt. I just have to file. Right. It's a big pain in the ass, and I won't get into that rant right now. But um, well, you could file like standard deductions and all that, and with no withholdings, you'd get nothing back. Well, yeah, yeah, but uh, my point is I didn't earn any money in America. I earned it in Austria. I paid 50% taxes on it. I'm not going to pay dime to America. I don't yeah, have to. you didn't to, make any money in America. But I have to file income tax returns for the rest of my life as long as I'm a citizen, which is oh. – we're one of the only countries on the planet that'll, that forces you to do that. Well, you know who, well, you know who wants that to that. keep – you know who wants that to keep happening is TurboTax. Uh, well, yeah, Biggest whatever. lobbyists for the IRS, TurboTax, so, and into so it. So the um, – so if I had filed, I don't know what would have happened because I didn't really have any taxable income last year. I don't know what I would have gotten or not gotten, but for I haven't filed yet for 2019. So for my, they, they use my 2018 return, right? 
And in 2018, I moved here and I, I earned one quarter of income in America. So I had some income oh. in America, but it was, it was <laughs> so your annual income months. was a quarter of your what you're supposed to be. maybe. I mean, I had to report <laughs> what I earned here too. They know what I earned. It was taxable I, income though. I, for, for some reason, yeah, they they I I definitely made out better than I should. That's have. funny. But I, uh, so you didn't get any Vinny. I know you got, nope, and I know what you did with yours, Grayson. I got mine, and um, the funny thing is, I got mine, and uh, I, I got it the day after I filed. So I I had from my 2018 return, I let TurboTax transfer me as a middleman the return money, so that I wouldn't pay for their fee up front. They would deduct my their their fee from my filing. Mm -hmm. This year, 2019 return. I was like, okay, well, I'm suspicious that the IRS is going to send my return to TurboTax and they're not, they're going to keep it. So I was worried. So I was like, oh no, like how do I prevent that from happening? So I filed 2019 return and I used direct, I filed specifically with a direct deposit link mm -hmm. directly to my bank. And I said, I will pay TurboTax upfront. Don't take it out of my return. Give me the money directly. And it worked. It went through the direct deposit, like literally the next day. Amazing. Well, uh, so and I, there, there I must have, have been some lamest, guy sitting in a cubicle, like what, like waiting for uh, people's returns to come in. So, so yeah, this is stimulus money, right? So, are you supposed to pay your rent with it if you're maybe well, off so, work yeah. or what have you? So I, have I have an interesting lamest, point about this. Okay, go ahead. I, I was just going to say I have the lamest use of my of my Trump bucks that, that you'll ever hear. But go ahead, <laughs> jet ski. <laughs> oh no, well, no, my, way lamer than that. So go go ahead and tell us what it is, because okay, so my my so we we were concerned. I'm like, well, should I get a rifle? Because uh, I, you know, I've kind of been holding off on that, trying to see what the economy is going to be like, uh, or should I get, uh, you know, we we were thinking about building a patio uh, next um, to the side of the house, that would put some money into the economy. That's kind of a, you know, feels like a feel good kind of project. Um, but no, we're going to let it. See, it got deposited in America, and we have an account in America that pays our life insurance policy um, monthly. So basically, we know we're going to have to replenish that eventually because it doesn't run out till 2031. So basically, all we did was we extended the life of our life insurance policy payments by two years. And so, you know, two years longer before we have to start transferring money back into that account. Right. Okay. So, so the, very, very boring. Yeah. This, and not helping I did anybody. I did exactly the same thing. I used my stimulus check to pay off uh, debts. So... I yeah, I'm in the same boat. It's not even interesting. It is a, a lifting of a burden, and that is kind of what it's there for, right? It's the stimulus to reduce your burden, in, uh, you know, to society and to to yourself. So, uh, if you're not being able to pay rent, they'll give you some of that. You'll be able to pay your rent. That's it's the burden relief. That's what the stimulus is for. You guys but are boring. Holy the, shit! The interesting thing about the rent thing could have gotten a right, nice rifle. I might still get the rifle. You, you guys should have bought a tiger or something. Oh, buy a tiger. Yeah, we do a on a tiger. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, as long as that bitch Carol Baskin doesn't get her hands on my tigers. Hey, wow. for the record, I did. I have watched it. I heard you got your podcast a couple, <laughs> couple weeks ago. Yeah. Like, Dad, watch this. I watched it. Unbelievable. It's so good. You have to. I can't watch. wait for the follow on episode they're going to do. Yeah. The, uh, what's his name? Jeff. Jeff Lowe. Yeah. The Jeff Lowe sequel. Um, so yeah, I had a I had an interesting point uh, about the rent thing uh, made clear to me is that so this is this is really kind of it goes to 
the economic hardship that people are going to be facing in a continuing way, even after this crisis is over, people aren't working right now. People generally can't afford an unexpected expense. Uh, I think like, what is it like 50% of the country would be bankrupted by like a $400 hospital bill or whatever that statistic is. Mm-hmm. Uh, people just don't have savings anymore like they used to. And um, so if people can't pay their rent now. They're not making any money. They're getting the stimulus if they're unemployed. Otherwise, uh, you know, if it's not enough to pay their rent, if it's not enough to keep paying all their bills and all of that, so on and so forth, it, say that there's people who have this rent, uh, like their 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 landlord has delayed their rent payment or something like that. Uh, I, the the point, the larger point is that we need to start talking about rent forgiveness or like bill forgiveness call it like student loan forgiveness that that kind well, of a scale it, it of, has to run downhill though you need because, to forgive the mortgage that the landlord owns. right right exactly and so then he can forgive the and he must yes. and then he needs to be required to forgive to not rent. charge rent you can't charge rent if you got a break on the mortgage exactly right. so the, and this is the interesting discussion now is if people get their rent payments delayed or other types of payments delayed, like I know personally, my student loans are delayed. So I don't actually have to pay any student. My minimum for my student loans went to zero for the next until September, um, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, $300 that I don't have to pay per month, which is pretty good. But um, so if you talk about these people needing to pay rent, oh, okay, well, uh, let's say in August, uh, suddenly five months of rent is due all at once. And that's, mm-hmm. It's ridiculous to suggest that anybody could pay five months of rent at once, right? So, right. and most people—I I would say most—is probably an exaggeration, but a lot of Americans probably, you know, they don't—they may not have two months of rent on hand, right? Much less five months. So even if you said, "Well, okay, bump it up fifty dollars a month for the next year, and we'll and we'll catch up," a lot of people may not be able to do that. Yeah. So there's a large segment of the population that can't even afford uh you know zero rent and then the normal rent but you know not not even to say anything about the people who can afford rent month to month then again if you can't afford rent month to month maybe you should you know rebalance well, what is your what has your father always told you about a rainy day fund uh well you know i mean the the <laughs> cultural zeitgeist right now is very hyper focused on telling people that they should have had you know 6 months of rent and 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 living expenses saved up in a in a rainy day fund but that's uh it's it's a hindsight 2020 kind of a told you so thing not very helpful but I, um, but i have been telling you <laughs> sure not very helpful <laughs> that's not that that told you so is not going to pay the rent i mean uh luckily i i am still personally working from home so i'm still making money and you know with uh, the stimulus check and all of these other you know student loan deferrals and all that it is a good situation for me but it's really bad for everyone else. You know, like we, we just, we just hit, I think like 20% unemployment. We had 22 million people. That's not 20% unemployment. 22 million people filed for unemployment. Oh, it's crazy. So it's, it's insane. Yeah. I, I've been following that. It's Imagine insane. the entire restaurant business, the, the entire restaurant industry just got fired or disappeared. So, That's so, a so lot once of people. Again, so, so once again, we, so take it back. We can get a little political, but we, no, I'll try not to get into an argument about it. But the, the whole concept of reopening the economy, you, you, you got to do it. I mean, poverty and, and exacerbated poverty and joblessness kills people as well as a virus. Which is where the universal basic income could solve the problem as long well, we as have, you defer rent payments or uh, forgive them. Which we don't have. So 
but so yeah it's a multi-pronged approach and you need a multi-pronged solution because the problem is so complicated but i don't the the trouble is that i don't have much confidence in our government to do anything with speed or confidence uh, of completeness well what we're doing here again is if you go into a store you have to wear a mask and if you're doing that and then you go home and, and people are following the guidelines and washing their hands and trying to keep the contamination where it should be you can o- reopen business it may not be a hundred percent of what it was but you can start to get to a point and if it, and if the line continues downward which we knock on wood been doing well here in austria uh then eventually we can get back to some semblance of normalcy especially if we have an antibody test you know if we're right. not infectious or infected so- I heard I heard one statistic saying that what we would need to do in order to cancel social distancing effectively, besides all of the mask PPE stuff, put that to the side. What we would uh-huh. have to be doing as a society to cancel social distancing, we would have to have enough tests running quickly enough to test every single person in the country or planet, depending on how you scale it or what context you're looking at, every two weeks. You need to test every single person in the United States every two weeks. Okay, so that that's crazy. That's but crazy that's talk. That's the scientific answer, right? I mean, these uh, people aren't, they're not, they're not being about, practical, but that is the, you know, that's that the optimistic to, answer. That takes us back to, you, you could you could be doing that with the flu too, which kills tens and well, we have the flu of thousands of people every year. But we but have the we flu have, vaccine. Yeah, but st- people still die from it. A lot of people still die from it. More people well, still they die, die from it. They have die com- from comorbidities, and the the lethality is much lower. The percent of killed it's point one percent lethality. Well, my my point is that uh, you life we, goes. We try on. to you, we you try to target it. You know, yeah, you, you do what you can. Right, and we do everything the, that we can. The confines with the flu. not shutting down the whole economy. Well, we do right. do everything we can with the flu. Uh, the question no, is. No, we don't. We have the vaccines. The we have the vaccines. We were doing, and, no, hold on. If we were doing everything we could with the flu, then we'd everybody would be wearing a mask all through cold and flu season. But this is this is a point. You're talking about a point one percent of a morbidity as compared to at minimum one percent morbidity. It's, it's an order yeah. of magnitude worse. No, it's not magnitude. It's, it's That's an times. order of magnitude. Point one okay, to one. one. Uh, that is an order of magnitude worse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A- again, it's. Imagine think, the, the I, comparison I, between I, saying a hundred okay, so people dead is okay to, to a thousand people time, dead is okay. If we go back to the last time I was on this on, on your podcast, and we said, "Well, what do you think about the coronavirus, Ted?" And I said, "I, I think it's bad. Anytime something jumps from animals to humans, it's not a good thing. We're right. not accustomed to it. We don't it's have scary. natural immunity, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. But I think that the risk is exaggerated, and I, I still believe that. I, I still, I mean, yes, it's, it's so, worse. It's worse than I thought it was going to be. Honestly, right. it is. It I is underestimated. Than, than but, I, but but okay. So have you seen the current projections for um, estimated by you know by August when, when we think we're going to be you know out of this uh, in America for the deaths? Have you seen well, the you're talking you're talking about two hundred thousand people no. dead. No, that's the thing. It was two hundred. Then it was hundred. Now it's down to eighty five. So what my point is, I think that back when people were talking about two million or a million, I I was saying. That's exaggerated. We're going to intervene. Not, not just to say, well, it's just going to magically not be 2 million. We've done stuff. We've done meaningful stuff to reduce it. And that's always the variable you can't account for when you're making the estimate. I don't think they were you know, bullshitting with 2 million. 
but so here, here's I the interesting thing be about that number than, is i wonder if that number the lower 85 i wonder if that's referring to only by what is it august by by a specific date and no further than that date because if you do relax it too soon you'll you'll have second third waves of the disease absolutely but but again right now for for this you can't predict you could beyond easily, the second you, you can't could predict beyond this wave i mean this wave has a curve and you don't know what's going to happen beyond that that's completely impossible to predict so they but don't the even point is there. that it could but be saying, yeah, it, well yeah but you could talk about the like, once again you know it's not the flu but you could talk about the flu deaths and you could say well you know the it's 65,000 or whatever it might be in a given year and um but then it's going to come back. There's going to be the next wave of flu deaths. So, I mean, you don't even get into that yet. And if you look at the mortality rate, this is scarcely in the top 10 in the last 50 years of epi- epidemics and pandemics that have occurred. So uh, in terms of mortality, worse, it is lower in the so mortality, but it is, it, is, it is much higher on the P number, the uh, contagious, or is it R? The R number, the, the number of people uh, that are infected per infected person. Is like two to three, whereas with right. SARS, there, it, was it is below very one. infectious. It is very it's, infectious. It's unprecedentedly infectious. Well, once again, I think my We've never opinion, seen and I think, I think it's being proven so far that it, 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 the 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 truth is somewhere between what Trump was saying in February and what the what the chicken littles were saying in February. The sky is not falling. We're going to get through this. We're going to address it. Some things will change culturally longer term. Uh, and that's going to, we've been healthier this winter as a family than we've been in five years. My daughter's been in daycare and kindergarten because she's not bringing germs home. So um, is that the new normal that we're not going to get infected at all? <laughs> you know, uh, there is some expectation of immunity is built by being infected by something. Ideally, not this. Right. This and is so, this is a, a scarily high morbidity so, and a so scarily how, high. So how do you rate. allow for the natural infections and the building well, of that's immunity the thing, while get, not getting this? You get a very robust testing system in place where people can get tested within you know 15 minutes of the swab, and you get. Uh, yeah, the testing and the vaccines. I mean, once the vaccine comes out, this will all go back to normal. Everyone will get the vaccine. Uh, you know, we'll the be shaking hands be and hugging people. The, yeah, the rollout will be slow, but you know, once everyone has the vaccine, we can stop worrying about the strain. If a new strain comes out, they'll get a new vaccine. Either well, what way, what about all the autism cases from the vaccines? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> joke, joke. If anybody, if anybody uh, else is listening to this, joke. I know the um, cure for the COVID. I know the cure of COVID. I know it. It's it's, it's getting autism. Nope, you gotta unleash an EMP in the sky so it takes out all the five G towers. Oh, right, the five G towers. Yeah. <laughs> the five G towers. Yes, that's the problem. Right. But, so, so, so in terms of like my lifestyle, like uh, I'm home. I'm, I need a freaking haircut. That's about it. Yeah. Oh man. And um, you know, a buddy of mine next time over the one who's on short work, uh, got on his bicycle, rode over today, came up. Handed him a beer and a wipe for it. He wiped it down. He popped it open. We sat a meter apart, had a beer, chatted for a while. He went home. So, I mean, I think this is where you start getting back to being able to have those social relationships. I I think the fascinating thing a lot of the time is looking at um, the difference between a solution that works for Austria, including Vienna, and the solution that would work for, uh, like, New York City. 
I mean, right. the things, right. the thing, this, this is a problem that is so much worse in a big city like New York, mm-hmm. uh, that it's, it's not even really comparable. Like the solutions you can't even, you just have to throw out at the get go. You have to throw away like more than half of the possible solutions because they're not applicable in a setting like New York city. Right. And that to that point, a lot of people are saying, you know, we need to look at America as what it is. It's 50. It's, it's, it's a constitutional republic. States, there are 50 you know. states and some states need severe lockdown and severe intervention and other states can be a little more laid back about it. You know, Montana, Wyoming, yeah. you know, it's a different story. For sure, those, the Beltway and the, and the flyover states, they're definitely going to have more of an Austria-based, you know, solution to an, mm-hmm. to a, to this, to the same problem. Whereas the bigger cities, they're definitely, they're, they have to look at it differently. Well, don't get me wrong. We locked the shit down here, but I, but because, and I also think that we're a little, even though there are a lot of immigrants in Austria, more than you would think. Um, and there's a lot, there's some cultural diversity. Um, we're not as stubborn as your average American culturally saying, I'm going to do what I want to do. The Austrian culture is follow the rules do what you're told to do generally and people follow the guidelines. And, and I think that's why we've had a good, a, a much more consistent application of the guidelines. And that's allowed us to come out of the other side. And, we, and we've all said that we've said this. The funny sucks, thing is that the, the, we have to do that, it. the funny thing is that the areas in the States that are more likely to listen are the, are the more yeehaw States, you know, like the more pro freedom America, hell, hell yeah. Give me my beer and my gun. Those are the States that aren't listening. Well, well, but they, the, those are the people that aren't listening. They, they will them. learn really quick. And, you know, the people in the cities are like, um, maybe we should calm down a little bit. Maybe we should do what they're telling us. I think the people in the cities are the most likely to be, you know, Austrian in nature mm-hmm. with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Could be. Could be. It's, it's a it's an interesting time and an interesting problem. And I'm continually fascinated and horrified with, you know, the daily developments. Yeah. I find been- myself right now very optimistic. Honestly, much more so than I than I was. I was very concerned a month ago, all the unknowns, and um, it's come out as we hoped, and as it continues to, hopefully, it will continue to come out as we hope it 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 will, and uh, I'm very optimistic with that right now. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. Uh, also, cautiously optimistic, Vinny. Do we have any um, trending news or any uh, big news updates today? I don't know. I ignore the news all day today. I have blocked a lot yeah, of words on my Twitter. <laughs> tired of seeing it <laughs> that's pretty funny it was just like it was <clears throat> raining it's like oh god shut up Let Trump see tells if, uh, governor you were going to call your own shots and just oh fascinating because before <laughs> a couple days ago he was trying to be a, a king king yeah. trump he's really cool um let's see yeah trump's guideline for reopening states amid coronavirus pandemic will leave decision to governors uh, I thought it was hilarious that he put his uh, daughter and uh, boy boy son in law <laughs> in charge of that that task force, the economic task force. That was really funny to me. They seem to be kind of like the uh, player to be named later for most of his task forces. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Scary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what experts did you put on this very important task panel? I don't know. Just give it to Jared. <laughs> he seems like there's a a, a sharp boy. He seems so smart. He knows about all these newfangled things. Uh, New Jersey AG opens probe of nursing home deaths after finding 17 bodies in facility hit by coronavirus. 
Oh, yeah. Tip leads police to 17 yeah. bodies in a New Jersey nursing home. Jesus. Just think about that in all the other nursing homes. That's terrifying. No, well, not every nursing home is run by someone who's an insane criminal, but no, I mean, it just hit, it hits clearly so more bad. than zero. Just think about the underreported deaths that are out there. Well, here, here's the other thing. Is, the I, unreported I, I, deaths I, I, is scary. I, I, I love watching the, you know, my, my con- conservative and liberal friends, like each of them pushing the, the deaths are underreported and the other, the deaths are overreported. And that's, there's a conspiracy on this, and there's a conspiracy. Well, hey, you guys both think there's a conspiracy to, 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 to lie about the numbers. I love it. It's really, that is the opposite that, direction. Funny. I wonder if the, new, the, the middle number is actually true in that. <laughs> yeah, I, probably somewhere in the middle, yeah. Well, I mean, it's more true. Whatever number we have is definitely more accurate than whatever China had, so. Yeah, yeah, right. I, and I Russia. Still don't Russia think... is going crazy right now. Yeah, my boss is, uh, is Russian, and... Uh, lives in moscow and they're all locked down now too the funny thing is i mean they they i think they still don't have that many deaths but they're locking down the country now which makes you think they're not telling us the real number russia really Mm. (laughs) (laughs) so surprised small business loan funds are tapped out here's what owners need to know now the small business shortfall leaves owners in the lurch that's uh that's a little sketchy but it's probably are we concerned about are we concerned about fraud that's what I was just about to say is I wonder if that's if they counted right, <laughs> you know, like, didn't well, well, they no, think they really, really, really people. severely undercounted the amount of businesses that would need loans. So, so I was watching Gavin Newsom's uh, re- report uh, press conference today in California. And, you know, that's that's what like it's, it would be the eighth largest country in the world or something if, you, if it stood on its own. And um, yeah, California, eighth largest country. And, by the, and, and they are now giving. $500 to every undocumented resident of California. Right, because they weren't getting the uh, federal aid, yeah. Right, uh, or 1000 per household. And so there yeah. were concerns and questions, well, are you gonna, how, do you, how are you going to protect people's identities, et cetera, et cetera? And, well, how, and, and, and how are you going to – They're a sanctuary and, and state. If, <laughs> but if you are protecting their identity and you're not going to record that, how do you prevent abuse? That's that's the question. He said, I think they're probably going well, by address. Hmm? They probably would go. If it were me, I would go by address. Well, I don't know. I, he said they're basically giving it to community-based organizations, CBOs, that are. Oh, okay. Uh, they've got granting the money to them and letting them deal with the distribution. And that does make sense. They would be the most. Them. They would be the most trustworthy people, though. I mean, a, a, both sides. A, a minority advocacy group is probably the least corrupt NGO on in America. Well, you know, uh, and I, so I don't know about the small business loans running out, uh, you know, where there are people scamming it so that they're not really in need of it, that, that are taking well, that was <laughs> That was the funny thing that they added as an addendum onto the uh, stimulus package was that Trump wasn't allowed, or Mnuchin wasn't, the, the Treasury Secretary Mnuchin wasn't allowed to give any of those relief monies to any business owned by a family member or child of Trump. Right. Um, so if you work at a Trump casino, you're screwed. Yeah, you're not getting any help from that. And then Trump can't Trump businesses can't get any help. That's that's the funny thing about that was that the Republicans signed off on it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Uh, some stimulus checks are being sent to the wrong account. The bank account number is not even close. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, L.A. County now requires masks in public. Oh, I saw something on Twitter about how. Um, 
there were people in like there was that whole foods that we were talking about how like a bunch of whole foods now are gonna they're they're in trouble a bunch of the whole foods are like having all these unreported uh cases mm-hmm. like a lot of the employees which basically i mean we knew this was going to happen as soon as jeff bezos bought the company like as soon as amazon bought whole foods you knew that the quality of the work like the care for the workers would go away oh yeah like just in the amazon warehouses it's just a shit show yeah the amazon warehouses and and whole foods are some of the worst in terms of news stories about how shitty they are wow yeah, they used to be pretty ideal. Yeah, I mean, the, the the stories are all, we don't get any breaks, they don't care about us, they're not giving us personal protective equipment or masks or gloves. Mm-hmm. We just have to keep working at business as usual because apparently we're an essential service. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, you know, packages, but... Yeah, so that's it. It's not surprising, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we're going to do our weekly shopping tomorrow. Got these like uh, collected stickers. So we get thirty percent off everything, including whiskey. So stock up. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and um, uh, wear our masks. Wipe things down when we get home. Um, I, you know, I, I again, I really think um, wearing the masks in uh, in a an enclosed public space. I think wearing masks in public is crazy if it's outside and you're apart from people. Keep the distancing. Okay. And if you can't keep the distancing like in a, an enclosed space, then everybody, you know, wears the mask. So it just it seems to like a lot of common sense. So when there's, I, I see things, I don't know what, what you guys see there, but we see in the news here that people are like getting arrested for surfing because not supposed to, it's not essential. You know, I'm like surfing's not essential. <laughs> why are people you know, so here? I mean, the, the chancellor encouraged everybody to go out, walk on the Keanu countryside. Just disagree with you. <laughs> Yeah, so we right. I got it right that time. Nice, nice callback last night. We're pretty sensible here. I mean, it's uh, we follow the regulations and we we also you know get out and enjoy things and have cocktails with our neighbors over the fence. So I I I hate to cut you off here, but I have two really hilariously crazy headlines directly next to each other on the world news tab here. The first one: Russia will uh, certainly accept Trump's kind offer of ventilators," said the Kremlin. Mm-hmm. And uh, WHO director responds to U.S. pulling funding. Huh. Both of those headlines right next to each other. That is, uh, that is something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I've heard, and tell me if I'm wrong here, is that aside from the protective equipment, which is spotty in terms of, you know, in the heaviest hit places, they're, they're short and stuff it's like a, that. It's a crisis, that. yeah. But, but. I've heard that nobody who needed a ventilator has not gotten a ventilator. So far, mostly is, true, yeah. Which is which is kind of after the fact anyway, because by the time you need a ventilator, 80, 90% chance you're going to die anyway. Right, yeah, it's um, a 10 to 20 survival. And, uh, and people, anybody who needed a hospital bed has gotten a hospital bed. Yeah, and well, the, okay. inter- the fascinating thing about that is that uh, hospital admissions overall have gone down except for Oh, COVID they're laying cases. off staff. The the admissions to hospitals have almost they've they're they're at like a third, so it's it's like nobody is hurting themselves on the job, nobody's breaking their arms, nobody yep. uh, nobody's is doing getting electric, sick. Elect, elective surgeries or I mean that's where they make right. all the money is on surgeries and nobody's doing. We're gonna need to bail out stuff. the hospitals. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they're laying on people off. It's crazy. 
So uh, it's good news that a lot of people have been able to get a bed when they need one because of COVID, because all of the every, you know, accidents, sickness and electives have all gone very far down from where they what they could be, thankfully, as long as people keep not being stupid and keep not getting injured, you know. Um, but yeah, the, the, the World Health Organization funding, that to me is insane. That he would. So what do they say? Uh, let me just open the article. Let's see. I think he's just saying I'm sad about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I mean, he's talking does very anybody, slowly. Does anybody, does anybody know? I, I, I've heard Trump. He's say like, why? I don't understand why. And also, please stop. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I've I've heard Trump say over and over that we pay you know four hundred million, five hundred million a year, and China pays forty million. What is their overall? Is it like the UN where the US pays like most of the bill, or is I know that a lot of European countries pay a lot of money into it. So, I mean, how much are how bad of a hit is it if the U.S. doesn't make money? A significant hit. It's not insignificant. the 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 thing about it that's crazy to me is that as an economic leader, it makes sense that we would contribute more. Um, and the fact that they offered to give us testing kits when we first started getting hit badly. Mm-hmm. but turned them down in favor of doing our own, which, you know, made sense for a couple of reasons, but they offered. <laughs> they offered to give us tests. We turned them down, but that's not the point. So what about the uh, assertion that they avoided pissing off China and therefore contributed to the um, the feeling that it wasn't a big deal couldn't be no i, I can test that because i remember report i remember hearing reports about the about china getting mad at the who for in trying to investigate them because of that whistleblower that remember that whistleblower who died he was like the yep. first whistleblower who came out saying yo coronavirus watch out for it and then mm-hmm. he died of it in china mm-hmm. he was doing that at the who and the who was oh. like hey guys we should probably worry about this and i remember Seeing stories about China getting mad at the WHO for that. Mm. So, I mean... So you don't think they're in China's pocket? No. No, I mean, if anything, they're in our pocket because we pay most of their... Well, we pay the lion's share of their We used to. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I saw... I sent, I sent Vinny some fucking gems in terms of tweets today. Uh, or maybe it was yeah, yesterday. It's up soon. We're at 47 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Uh, hold on. Yes, the the vast audience is going to need patience to listen to this one. We can we can cut some of that dead air, but uh, there's like no dead air. You guys have been talking the whole time. China has too much influence <laughs> at the WHO, so we pull funding from the WHO, giving China more influence at the WHO. Smart. Right. Very smart. Okay. Twenty twenty. It's where we live, and it's pretty great. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, that was the tweet. Anyway, uh, we can wrap it up. We did a lot of news. We did a lot of talking. Probably cut that dead air when I was watching a YouTube video that. Said hey, Vinny, nothing. thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. Afghanistan was a was a real trip, right? Fun time. Just, it's, it's just like this. You're stuck in you're stuck in the same thing every day. Hundred <laughs> percent. Can't go anywhere. You're stuck in one place, <laughs> staring at a screen. <laughs> good times somebody's got, somebody's got to do it and uh thanks for volunteering to do it <laughs> he did it for the gi bill 
And the money. Good money. And the money. Tax free. Thanks for coming on, Ted. Always a treat. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, thank you to all the listeners. Hit us up on uh, Twitter, etc. Vinny's at V8B8. I'm at the underscore doctor 1994. Uh, stay safe. I'm, I think I'm on Twitter. You are on Twitter. I've seen your oh, tweets. No, Twitter? I think I'm T. Kempster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, hit us up. Email into the pod. Join our Discord, etc. Stay sanitized, stay social, and stay sane, my friends. Goodbye.